Welcome into Audio Bistro episode four. We got Native on here. Native, Chris, California-based uh, producer of electronic music, a little bit of pop. Um, but Chris, welcome onto the show. Thank you so much for for coming on, being an early guest of ours. Yeah, man. Appreciate you for having me. 100%. Um, so I'm, I'm a big fan of Native. Um, but let's start there. Uh, the name, where does it come from? What's the background on that? I was always curious every time I pull up the tracks, like it's different, it's got two eyes. Want to know why? Yeah, no, that, um, there's no like crazy origin story to it. Nothing like significant. I was wanting to do a project of my own and, you know, I had just like a note on my, on my phone that I was just writing down like any cool, like, uh, arrangement of letters and characters to see like, all right, what would like, what like stands out to me? What do I, you know, could see like branded in a certain way. And somehow I came up with like just putting native down and then added another eye to it. So not, not very impressive story. Dude, that, that's fine. I mean, that's all good. When I was, when I was producing, I slightly, uh, I produced under the name timeless and I, it was T M E L S S. Um, and my story was about as simple. It was uh, like one of the times I was clocking into a job I had uh, a few jobs ago and I clocked in, I was like, dude, I just fucking hate being on someone else's time all the time. Like, like they, you know, when I'm in, you know, when I'm out, like, like what if I could just have like a a life where just like, you know, I'm not on anyone else's time. And then like randomly that idea just spurred up in my head. Timeless. Okay, cool. I'm going to run with it. Fuck it. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, man. You just got to go with it. I feel like, I, I overthought like a name for a really long time. Oh, and you know, I was just like, Oh, like you come up with a bunch of names. It's like, Oh, that's lame. That's like, that's not cool, but really it doesn't matter. There no. are a lot of like names that are like kind of lame if you think about it, but it's really about the music and the brand you build around it. So and I was just like, all right, I got to commit to like one thing. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You should have seen me. I was, I was a sketch and coming up with audio bistro. I mean, it was like, what name do I hate the least? of all these names because I was always at the point I was like, yeah. I don't know if I actually love any of these, but I think this one sucks the least. So I'm just going to roll with it. Fuck it. I'm done trying to make new names. I'm just going to, I'm just going to do this one. All right, cool. But, yeah, um, no, it's, that's how you got to do it, man. That mm-hmm. like, also like I had like a couple other names that I liked more, but like they were t- like all the URLs were taken. You know what I mean? Yep. So it's like, you're kind of, you got to like go plug in the Instagram, plug in like Twitter, like make sure it's all like available. So you know. That's funny you say that. I had that same issue. I was I wanted my website to be it's audiobistro.co. Co. I wanted it to be audiobistro.org. Audiobistro.com was already taken. Audiobistro.org was open. I was like, all right, I don't need the website for another month. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna buy the domain or anything yet. As soon as I go on to buy it, finally, audiobistro.org is gone. And I look it up, and I just like, dude, this sucks. This is what I lost. This is what I like lost it out to. And I that was I was loving that one. And now like .co, I feel like, and I've had like my last guest. Uh, Char- two guests ago, Charlie, he sent it to the wrong email. He thought it'd be .com. I was like, .co is popular, oh, but it yeah. also, se- it's it's a popular domain, but it's also at the same time, like you might think it's .com and just like accidentally do that. So yeah, it's I, easy. I it's like muscle failure. memory just to type in .com, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, well, l- like I said, so you produce a lot, a lot of electronic music, like, like we we're kind of talking about, like Future House, some pop and um, not rap apparently. And we're going to get into that a little bit more. Um, but you know, I'm not going to beat around the bush anymore. Uh, ask me twice. Your track, ask me twice is going to be on my Spotify rap this year. Um, 
dude, that song, I'm not sure. You, you said you have a bad memory song. Are, are we familiar with Ask Me Twice on your end? Oh, I'd hope. Yeah, no, of course. I fucking <laughs> hope, dude. Like, let me tell you, that song meets all of the requirements, and I'm not even sure what those requirements are. Um, but but thank you so much for that track. I love it. Um, I have an unreleased playlist coming out um, um, just for like those synthier tracks. Um, one of my favorite artists uh, is Vanek. Um, I'm not sure if you're familiar with Vanek. He's out of Canada. There's a lot of shows. So it's a really, really funny story with Ask Me Twice and Vanek. Oh my God, please tell. I was, so I was, um, me and a couple of my other co-writers wrote a song called Ask Me Twice, or I'm sorry, called um, Save Yourself. That's a Vanek track. Yep. So we wrote that track to the beat of Ask Me Twice. So like we were in the studio and we wrote Save Yourself um, over the beat of the song asked me twice and then Vanek picked up the top line like we were pitching it around to other djs because like the point of the session wasn't for me like we were writing to pitch for other people and Vanek ended up loving the top line and he redid his production on top of it but i really loved the track of ask me twice so i had oh, another friend of mine we rewrote like a new song over top of the beat. That is fascinating. That is, but I, I wasn't, I wasn't going to release ask me twice either. Cause like, really? Yeah. Cause you know, originally like save yourself was over the top of that beat. So, okay. and you know, you get kind of attached to like the way something sounds. So we rewrote it and it became ask me twice. Um, and yeah, I wasn't going to put it out. Like, Dude, I, I decided to put it out last minute because I got like an opportunity from Starbucks. They were like, hey, we like my manager at the time was like pitching it around, trying to just like do something with it, you know. So uh, Starbucks ended up wanting to like use it for some promotional thing. And then they put it like in their in-store playlists and all that. So I was like, OK, cool. I'll release it. I'll go ahead and release a track. But I had like zero expectations like for it. But now it's like one of my most like saved tracks. Like it's yeah, you know. But it took like a while. It was it took like the first six months it was out. Like nobody listened to it. <laughs> so really? I kind of thought it was just a dud. No nah, man, that is not a dud. That song that song bangs for sure. And I was I, it's funny too. I was really gonna ask. Do you have any songs you ever tried to like, or you thought mm, I really liked it initially, but I don't know if I'm actually release it or like. You know, you know, as a producer, you hear something so goddamn much, it becomes so repetitive and you start to like lose the interest in it. If you go on too much and you kind of catch yourself in that loop of like, I'm listening to this too much. I'm not getting past a certain point in the song. So it sounds like Ask Me Twice might have been that one for you, huh? Uh, Yeah, man. I mean, well, really, to be honest, it's all, all of my songs. By the time I finish something, my, my attention span, I feel like it's really short these days, especially like like TikToks eroded my attention span even further but I get I get bored with ideas very quickly so by the time I've produced it you know made all the revisions mixed it mastered it I've, I've heard it like a hundred times and I'm just like I'm over I'm ready to move on to the next thing so by the time I put something out I'm usually not you know I'm like 10 songs ahead at that point yeah, so dude. and it's always it's always the songs that I'm that I'm not stoked about which are the ones that people end up loving like the most so it's a Ask weird me twice <laughs> yeah yeah no i mean it was similar with my song memories and you know like we had worked on that song for so long mm-hmm. and like i was just over it 
and then that mm-hmm. ended up i think being like one of my most streamed songs right now yep. so you know well i mean while we're know. on the while we're on the topic then you know you just said before we hit record whatever you're allowed able to share here so it sounds like you produce for other labels musicians um you know it sounds like you've been doing that for what six years now you said you've been kind of full-time producing yeah 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 i moved out to la like five years ago i'm from uh florida originally i'd started doing like music full-time um over there in in florida but you know you hit the ceiling real quick somewhere like orlando um i was like all right i got a you know a mentor a guy that was like kind of mentoring me at the time he was like dude you gotta move to la or nashville or somewhere that you know has huge music scene more going on musically than than orlando did so uh yeah ended up just moving to la and um you know just taking whatever like work i could get like just producing whoever and you know writing getting in writing sessions and i kind of fell in fell into uh doing a lot of sessions to pitch for like other artists and label artists and getting into like a lot of songwriting camps um you know, working for like, I've done stuff with like Universal Music, Capitol Records, Sony, like. Oh, wow. Um, right now I'm working with a couple of artists on 88 Rising, uh, more like hip hop. And then um, as well as like a couple like bigger, like rap artists as well. But yeah. And then I also started just kind of making making beats out of boredom during the pandemic. <laughs> just casually making beats that just go hard as fuck so yeah ca- just a casual thing while other, other people like me when i was doing it just yeah. the struggle bus trying to make anything that sounded half halfway decent um <laughs> i mean yeah I mean, man i got i i was like a little burnt out on like m- making stuff for pitching for other artists and i was a little burnt out on electronic music like towards like the beginning of 2020 because i had just made like just a lot of it and mm-hmm. um Rap is my favorite genre of music like that I listen to, you know, in my free time. It's usually I'll throw on like rap for the most part. But um, I was like, you know, I've never really made like hip hop beats. So I spent like a solid six months during lockdown just making hip hop beats and send like sending them to sending different beat packs to camps like for mm-hmm. other like hip hop artists. So that's kind of why I started doing a little bit of rap but no i mean i mean yeah, yeah. I, I, we can talk about it now i mean i was gonna ask first if uh have you ever had a moment since given the uh the amount of the space you're in and the tracks you're doing you know all that you're involved in have you ever had like a starstruck moment with someone who decided to pick up one of your beats or just like someone you got to work with yeah yeah no there's i have a couple of tracks with um the artist that it was somebody i've wanted to work with for a long time um like He's kind of like a he's kind of like a rapper, but he does like a lot of features on like electronic stuff. And uh, we have a couple songs that we we got to work on like during the pandemic that I'm very excited. They're not out yet, but so you can't was, say who. Uh, Rio Cragen. I don't know if you've Rio Cragen. I'm gonna have to familiarize yeah, he, myself. He's done like a lot of stuff with like Flume. Some stuff with, I like, do like Ethan. Flume. Okay, well, I've yeah. definitely just unconsciously heard him then because I've I listened to those two a show. Yeah, no, <laughs> probably, but he was somebody I've wanted to work with for a while, and like we were able to get in contact and work on a couple things, but yeah, not out yet. 
but well, we'll that that is that is all right. <laughs> that is all right. I'm I'm excited for that. I, I didn't know you were so into the scene, and I'm I'm the same way, dude. I love rap music. I listen to it like if I work out. It's a, mostly rap. I listen to a lot of like that chill wave type of rap, though. Um, cool. It just yeah. it's weird. But like when I go into the, this space, the music. I mean, obviously, I was producing more EDM stuff, so I think that's why I, I focus on like EDM. I love indie music, uh, like like indie alternative kind of stuff is also just like at the top of my like just casually listening to whereas rap is just more of like i think it's like one of my favorites if not you know top three but this yeah. this specific platform is not exactly focused on it because i just think edm and uh, indie stuff resonates with me the most but i'm the same way in terms of rap music just yeah no that's that's interesting because i i love indie music as well like mm-hmm. it's uh sorry someone's texting me i gotta you okay? turn my notifications off you're okay. I mean, so we're talking about rap. So your latest track, Mission, was much different than your normal vibe. You know, I won't bury the lead any further than that. It's a rap song and it's fucking awesome. Um, it sounds like you kind of just went into what took you here, but I was curious, you know, what got you working with uh, the the rappers? Uh, it's you got it's HL Wave and Jammed, right? Are on this track yeah, with you? Yeah, Jamed. Jamed, my bad. What what, what yeah. kind of got you here? What what took you to working with these two? Yeah. Um. You know, like I had like made that beat okay. like months prior um, and a guy I work with, he, he works a lot with like, uh, you know, rappers in general, but especially with those two. And he was sending just beats around for, for them to cut really not. It wasn't something that I was like looking for for myself. So uh, they they like the track and like I think HL Wave like did a verse or he like recorded something first and then um uh my friend sent it over to John Med and then John Med did a verse so i wasn't i wasn't really gonna put it out as my track originally like when i heard it back i was like this is cool but it's not like really my sound um but they thought it would be cool to go ahead and like do it kind of as like their track and then i'm just like I'm the feature on it or something like that. You know what I mean? So yeah, I wouldn't say it's like, yeah, it wasn't really something like super thought out. We were just like, all right, this is like cool track. They want to put it out. Like, let's just put it out. You know what I mean? So uh, it's sick. I don't, I mean, I'm happy. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I don't know that that's like the direction I'm, I'm going in per se. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not sure like how, you know, like the fan base that I have built, We'll kind of respond to that because it is very different so yeah. i do struggle a bit with like i love so many types of music like like i said before yeah. reining that in and being like i'm also mm-hmm. a huge fan of indie music like yeah. i was in indie music before i started producing electronic music so yep like same we'll say well okay well yeah. then obviously you got a sound that <laughs> besides this besides mission you you pretty much have like a, a consistent sound like we talked about it's like feature house a little bit of pop um, you know, some chill house type of shit. And um, so I guess then what do you have like a song of yours, maybe a favorite song or just a song in general that you feel mostly exemplifies the sound that hits your core the most as a producer? Oh, that's a good question. I think. Thank you. Um, it's a question I have to think about now. Have to remember your songs. Yeah. Yeah. Running circles is one that I really love that I wish it would have had a little more traction but I'd say, like, out of everything I've put out in the past couple of years, that one's my favorite. Running Circles? Um, yeah. 
Okay. I'm, have to give it, I'm sure I listened to it. I'm sure I put it on the playlist, to be honest with you. Yeah, that I, one's a I little just more like, like housey. Yeah, like I listen to like 50, 100 songs a day. So it's like I, it's easy for me to forget. Oh, to. I feel you, bro. I but feel like, you. I'm, I'm sort of the same way. Sometimes I'm, I actually have my Spotify open because I, I forget the names. <laughs> but Over With is another one I really liked. Um, I kind of released those two like together, like in mm-hmm. 2020. Um, mm-hmm. And those are two that I still like when I listen back to it. I'm like, all right, I really like this actually. You yeah. Know? Well, dude, you got a you got a hell of a fascinating life. And I tried to do some digging and prying around, but like I, I, when I was, man, I had some friends in college where we would kind of just fuck around and do some, literally we would actually just make rap beats together. That's exactly where I started producing music was one. I was the first time I heard Vanek, funny enough, it was, uh, you know, plug Vanek, uh, long time ago when he was when he dropped uh hypnotic i think so i've been a vanic fan for a while but i was like damn that sound is so cool i want to try to recreate it and that's what got yeah. me into producing in the first place and somehow that led to like making some rap beats with some friends in college which was a super cool experience um i don't want to admit that i tried to rap on a track myself but i did and it was fucking right. atrocious <laughs> and i instantly found my way out of that game as fast as i could um but like you see so many producers putting beats on YouTube, um, trying to get someone to pick it up. They're sending it. Sounds like what you did. Um, you know, how did you kind of work through getting, you know, finally getting traction in that area? Since obviously so many people do it and you can find so many just blank beats online to, you know, put a verse over or something, you know, what, what kind of got you that final, some traction in that area? Um, honestly, like my manager at the time, shout out managers kind of like, yeah, we, he, he sent out, he sent out so uh, much of my music to, mm-hmm. you know, people that can get it into the door, you know, of these camps that work with kind of these bigger artists. So, um, and then just through that and through doing like, like a ton of writing camps and like I've written with so many people over the years of being here in LA, like everybody kind of knows everybody in a roundabout way. So there's, there's always a way that like, if I want to send like a song to, an artist like however big they are like i can find someone that i know that knows someone that knows someone in their camp that like we can try and slide the tracks to and if it, sometimes they don't listen to it at all you know what i mean and yeah. so, sometimes they do and they like it or sometimes they listen to it and they're like oh you know i've had holds where it's like we love this track we're gonna cut it and then it doesn't make the record or the label doesn't pick it or the anrs don't you know, yeah. don't think it quite fits. So it's just kind of like a game really of mm-hmm. making a lot of music and being cool with like people not getting rid- not really liking it, like not really fucking yeah. with it. So, <laughs> so you're essentially just in sales, just getting rejected 90% of the time. And the 10% feels really fucking good when you get it. <laughs> yeah, dude. And I kind of, I reject myself half the time. Like e- even I'm just like, Oh no, this beat sucks. This beat sucks. This beat sucks. But like, it's just getting through that and being yeah. like, okay, like, you know, you make, I make like, I try to make like at least a track a day lately, not as much, but I went through a period where I, I would make like, I try to make like 10 tracks a week, you know, and just wow, over the years it adds up and I have like a massive like back catalog of, of tracks, like hundreds and hundreds of them. So that's cool. I'd say like probably God, most of them damn, suck. That's but a like lot. <laughs> out of out of it, you know, you're you're bound to come across a couple that are good. That Absolutely. Wants to I use. mean, 
Dude, and then also like, you... like some of the ones I don't like, you know, some of the ones that I deemed as like garbage aren't. It's just casually my favorite song, the one you deemed as garbage. It's just like whatever. Yeah, no, I wouldn't say that one's garbage. <laughs> like the vocalist, it's not garbage. Effie on it, bro. She's so freaking good. She's absolutely amazing. And when she sang on it, I was like, I was blown away by her voice. I'm like, that was one of the main reasons, other than like you know Starbucks wanting to use it. That was one of the main reasons I put it out is because I was like, I can't like. Her voice is so good on this record. I can't like not put it out. So interesting. So you got to, I, I guess I never understood that process. Let's, let's talk about it. You got your song on Starbucks, you know, in store playlist. It sounds like how, what is that? I mean, do you have any idea, any insight to like what that process is? Like, how do you get a song? Like I, I deem songs as Cole songs. I worked at Cole's for a while and I, I always hear this. They, Cole's for has sure. the same like 15 songs on repeat to the point of like, I hear it now. Like I just want to just jump out of the car like i cannot fucking hear these songs anymore but like yeah, how, what's that process like yeah I, I almost didn't even like go through with that because of that reason like so you know what like, i'm talking about it's it's horrible <laughs> yeah i was like man i don't want to have like retail store music sound you know what i mean but eh, i was like why not who cares of course, dude. I mean, especially in your space. <laughs> I mean, at your space, I, I, if someone came to me, or if I had that opportunity when I was making music, had I been going through as long as you had, I don't know if it's possible for me to turn it down. Like when I think of Cole's music, as much as I love Vance Joy, there's so much Vance Joy, it almost ruins Vance right. Joy for me. So for it's sure. like one of those things. But like, I, I mean, were you like directly in contact with like their team? You know, how did you eventually get on that playlist? Or, I mean, it's just. Um, it was. I'm with um I'm with a distributor called Repost Network and they're okay. owned by SoundCloud. Yeah. So I'm signed with them for distribution and somebody over there um with their A and R that like handles like pitching or whatever, kind of it was it was part of a pitch they were doing. Cause I, I just send them like whatever finished music I have. You know what I mean? Yeah. And and they yeah. kind of like like we, you know, do stuff with it. Try to pitch it, try to get it on commercials or you know sync uh, licensing opportunities or in-store stuff like with starbucks so i think it was just part of a pitch i, I don't really know exactly what the conversation was I, you know i just my manager sends me forwards me an email it's like hey they want to use this song i'm like oh sick okay cool great fuck yeah let's do it <laughs> you know fuck yeah um okay so on that did you ever have a moment where as you're trying to find your sound, um, you know, what's good, what's going to get you on a Starbucks playlist. Did you ever have that like, um, light bulb went off moment where you finally, like, you feel like you've landed on your sound, you know, the, not your like rap one, maybe as much, but like your electronic sound, that sound you really like. I feel like a lot of musicians kind of stick to the same general realm. They, they branch off, you know, not being tied to genres completely, but like they branch off a little bit, but did you ever have that like light bulb goes on moment with your, with your sound early on maybe? Yeah, I mean, I, I think uh, most of the tracks that I've put out so far kind of have a similar vibe. And I, yep. for a long time, trying to keep it within that, like, realm. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't say, like, I ever, in, currently, I, I, I don't really know if if I can, like, put my finger on, like, what my sound is, per se. I mean, I kind of have an idea, but I think it's just, it's more so just how I produce and what comes mm -hmm. out. So I, it's not like too much of like a conscious effort, I would say, for me. It, because as soon as I start thinking about it, man, I just create garbage. and Or yeah. I'm like just recreating what somebody else did. You know, I mm -hmm. get obsessive about it. So I try to just literally make music 
and like what comes out is what comes out. And if it's cool and, and I listen back to it a week in a week and I'm like, okay, wow. Yeah. I could do something with this. Then I just try to just finish it and let it be what it is, whether I like it or not, you know what I mean? And at the end of that process, it's like, maybe we'll say I have like 10 songs that I've finished that I've just kind of like made whatever I felt like I should make for that track. If like a few of them sound similar, like cool. Or if some of them sound similar to the stuff I've put out, like, okay, you know, that's awesome. But yeah, it's kind of, I, I struggle a lot. Probably most artists do um, with like sticking to a sound. So you know, dude, I feel that you're you're hashing yeah. up a bunch of memories right now. Back like two, three years ago, and four years ago, shit. When I was trying to make music, it was the same thing. Like, like I said, I, I initially took an initial sound that I really liked and tried to recreate it just to get my feet wet and learn the basics, learn the MIDI, learn the software and whatnot. Um, but yeah, man, it was it's one of those things you just get in your head so easily when you're making music, and especially yeah. like we said, when you hear it over and over, you got to step away from that shit and come back in a week, like you said, and see if it's still cool if you would listen to it yeah. um so i want to talk about 2021 for you uh according according to sources yourself uh you went off the grid in 2021 traveling and in the studio lot um but you went absolutely scorched earth with releasing releasing music actually so it sounds like it's probably just from that catalog that you had built up um but you know i really want to hear about 2021 because you released the reset ep and you had a couple singles like Rewind, Choices, and Mission come out in 2021. Um, like I said, that year sounds fascinating for you. Let's hear about it. Yeah. Um, what you said, it was kind of just a back catalog of, of stuff I had been working on. The Reset EP, I think we wrote that, um, Finley and I, she's like a close collaborator. We wrote that like during the pandemic. Um, like all sessions had been canceled, like, you know, nothing, yeah. nothing was really happening. So um, we've worked a lot together in the past. Like I produce all of her music aside from like the stuff we've done together. So like we have a bunch of songs, like ton of songs that like we haven't released or just never finished, like little ideas and stuff here and there. So there were a couple, you know, just sitting on the hard drive that I was, I was like, maybe I should like try doing something with this. So I was like, Hey, we should like, maybe I, I hit her up. I was like, you know, people like our song memories. Maybe we should do like a couple more tracks together and just see like how it goes. So, um, we just started working on random ideas until a couple ideas stuck. And then I flew out, she was living in Texas at the time. I flew out there and for like a few days and we just set up a studio and like her living room and just like finished the whole thing like in like five days and then i got back to la and over like course of a month just like mix and mastered it and like finished the production and then yeah that was it <laughs> so that's the impressive part for me like if you're putting out 10 tracks a week you're trying to finish 10 tracks a week but you're mixing you i mean obviously you're, you're it sounds like you don't start to finish with this shit like i would use uh my last episode with author um zach from that band he was my initial engineer because that was a, a, a world that god be damned i was not about to enter um that is some technical shit that is the i feel like the most intri intricate in terms of part of the music making um 
I mean, how many days, how many hours a day are you spending on that shit? If you're going start to finish with tracks and the engineering process, I know can be so tedious and just a process and a bitch sometimes, but like, you know, are you spending like eight hours a day on one song maybe, or am I way off? Um, sometimes I try, I really try not to spend that much like time concentrated on one song just because I, I feel like if I'm sitting working on a mix for more than an hour and a half to two hours, I'm, I've learned I'm doing it like probably doing more harm than I'm doing good to the mix. Like I'm just overdoing it. So I try, like I'll work on it a little bit for like an hour or two. This is like more so when I'm mixing, um, you know, I'll work on it for an hour or two and then just step away from it and work on something else, whether that's like mm-hmm. mixing another song or like finishing production on another track. Um, cause I, I just kind of learned like over the years that if I, if I'm sitting there for like six hours trying to mix a song, like it's probably going to be worse than when I like started. So your ears are gonna be goddamn bleeding by the time that's over. Oh, hundred percent. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But in terms of like overall time that I've spent, like, I mean, yeah, I, I work at least in the past, like constantly, man, like. 10, 12 hours a day, like in the studio, I had a really small, like little box, black box of a studio in here in Burbank. Um, and I feel like for years, like three, four years that I was in LA, that's like all I did. Like I spent almost every waking moment, like in that like little black box. <laughs> I mean, Hey, here you are now on Starbucks playlist though. So it, the grind paid off, you know, you're trying to become an LA success story, which is badass. Um, but I guess let let um, before we before we get away from uh, that twenty twenty one journey you were on, uh, did any uh, any kind of like life altering shit happen in twenty twenty one on those travels? Yeah, tra- travels. I mean, I didn't really. Where'd you make go to? Music. Where were you at? Yeah, m- mostly like California, Utah, Nevada, just like road tripping, like a lot. Um, my my girl and I were uh, just tired of being inside. You know what I mean? So feel that we yep. just road tripping and exploring California. There's so much here that I didn't even know existed. It's such a massive state. It's like I haven't even gone past really like San Francisco, you know? <laughs> so there's just so much to explore. Um, we kind of like took up camping a little bit, did some van camping and, and just vibed. That's sick. And just I can imagine. Like, I, I was really burnt out. Um, yeah just from all the stuff I was working on, not really as much for myself as it was for other artists that I really needed some time just to like not make music and get out of like LA and experience, have like other experiences in my life that I can, you know, use as fuel to like make new music. So, and kind of just to like reevaluate, like what I'm even like, what am I even doing? You know? <laughs> no, dude, that, that totally makes sense. And so I guess that kind of leads to the, the next question I had. Um, and this next thing I want to talk about is your song Memories. You put out you put out an acoustic version of it. Um, and I, I'm not sure if you've put out other acoustic versions. It was the one that you know um, I saw and that I, I really liked. I was curious was was that you ripping the guitar? Um, it's fucking lovely, man. So I hope it was you. But if not, you know that was obviously another little bit different from your normal stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, that was all me. Hell yeah, dude. That was that's that was like I, I liked memories a lot, but that acoustic version, sometimes acoustic versions are better than just the OG version. Yeah, um, I would agree. 
Dude, that was that was that was nice. Okay, so that was another thing that I believe was that was that 2021 track as well, or was that older? It's um, 20 2019. Yeah, 2019. We, okay. Yeah, we weren't. I think we were just um, Finley and I were in the studio, and we were. I had put out like an acoustic version of another song I did, and like the acoustic mm-hmm. version, like the original song got like you know seven eight hundred thousand streams, and then the acoustic version got like two million. Yeah, that ain't bad. So we were like, "Hey, let's let's do an acoustic version of Memories," and then I think we did it in like one sitting, and like I Holy mixed hell. and mastered it in one sitting, like all in the same session. And we're just like, "All right, cool, let's put it out." And that was it. And Not and bad. honestly, like I I also enjoy the acoustic version of that song like more than the original. It was so. really cool, I, and I'm not knocking the original at all. But like I said, that that acoustic version was was nice for sure. Um, yeah, my. I might do that more in the future. I'm not sure. I haven't thought that through much. Before you know it, you're just going to be a singer songwriter playing your acoustic and like a, at a nice yeah. bar or something. <laughs> no, <laughs> that's, nice, like... that's weird, man. Yeah. It's weird. Like as a producer, like putting out acoustic music is, doesn't feel natural. Well, you grow. <laughs> I mean, you, I mean, you change it per, as a person, you grow. I mean, you know, like, look, you started what you put out your first song in, I think early Spotify track, maybe in like 2017, if I'm not mistaken. Um, 2018, I think. 2017 or 18? Yes. Um, 20, yeah, 2018. Okay. So, obviously, it's been a couple of years. You know, what's been the biggest difference for you in terms of how you're producing today? Obviously, so much has happened in your life in terms of where producing has led you. You know, what what's different from today compared to, let's say, 2018, when you were first starting, you didn't know much? You know, what was the biggest driving factor to where you're at today? Yeah, Um. Everything everything's different. My process is different. The sounds I use, like how I approach music is completely different. Like I'd say now, like back then it took so like so much mental energy for me to like finish a track. Like memories took like mo- like a couple months, I think to produce that song. And so did the first one I put out. So I, I, the thing that's changed is like, well, my process is, Again, like I said, completely different, but it doesn't take as much mental energy for me to produce a track or finish it. Just I from muscle memory for the most part, you know. Um, That's actually crazy. When you just think about, just put in perspective, one song took you months, which I can resonate. This part I cannot resonate with. You come from making one song in months to making 10 songs in a week. Yeah. Like, that's a pretty big step. That's a huge step, especially as like um, I mentioned before, Charlie, you know, he's my, my friend, Charlie, who was on our second episode. He's in his early stages of trying to produce like a deep house and still find that sound. He's huge into the music theory um, life. I'm not sure if you're big in, in the music theory or not, but that's kind of like driving his create creative flow and helping him find like that process himself. Um, yeah. But I mean, that no, is a crazy jump that you made. I, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I, I try, I really, I used to overthink things a lot. And now I've learned to just trust my ear. And that, that has helped tremendously just with being able to finish songs. And, you know, while, while like I'll sit down, like I just finished a track yesterday. Um, and I, I produced like 90% of it in like one sitting, just got the main ideas out. And then I'd say it took me like four or five hours and I like it. It's cool. I might have like a couple hours of tweaks and then like maybe I'm going to probably let it sit for a few weeks and then come back and like 
revisit to see. But for the most part, I'd say like 90% of the stuff I've been putting out recently, at least since like 2020, are all songs that I've finished like relatively quickly. Um, I feel like if if the production is taking me too long, I, I, I lose interest and kind of move on to the next thing. So um, I feel like that's like the biggest thing that's changed is just kind of trusting my gut with that in a way. Um, like if it's not clicking, like not forcing that to be a thing, just like, okay, it is what it is. Let's move on to the next thing. And maybe I'll revisit that track that wasn't working a year from now and maybe something will work for it. But yeah, I, I try to get things done quick because like I said, I'll lose interest. <laughs> well, I'm hopeful that that aspiring artists are listening to this because I'm sure they all, I mean, you've, you know, I know a lot of them know you start and it feels like it might take a while to get a song put out, but you know, here you are now. So I hope, hopefully you can be an inspiration to some who feel like they might be struggling with the process. It's taking them so damn long, but then, you know, hopefully they can hear this and be like, all right, just part, you got to stick with it. Keep hammering yeah. away and eventually you're going to be putting out freaking 10 songs a week. God, yeah, no, 10, for sure. 10 think, songs a week. Yeah, well, that, not all of them are good. So, you know, probably no, I'm sure they're fine. very few of them will see the light of day, but, you know, we'll see. But yeah, I think like the biggest, the, the, the biggest things like that I realized when I was first starting out is um, if you're like pretty self-aware of like your abilities and where your skill level's at, it's it's like you know you're not great, so you, you over you're overanalyzing everything, and it's like oh my god, I gotta make this sound like the artist I love. Like it just it's not there yet, and you gotta you know figure out how to get that sound, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's like that's like daunting when you're first yeah. starting out, and it's very discouraging when you've worked on a song for like 12 hours and it's just still mid, you listen to it back and it's just mid and you're like, Oh my God, like why isn't this clicking? You know? So I can definitely see, like, I remember, and I I still am that way sometimes, you know, like if there's something I really like that I just can't get the mix on, I'm like, all right, sucks. But that's, (laughs) Hey, that's, that's fair. That shit happens. Um, Before I forget, curious, what is, I mean, you come from Florida. Um, you know, I came from, I'm from Wisconsin. I moved to Seattle. So just completely different world, Florida and California. They're both hot, I guess. Um, a lot of tan people, but I guess well, when you moved to California, maybe not the biggest shock for you. Like maybe when they, when you heard them talk, I feel like Californians have these like the craziest things they'll say to describe something was there a certain like phrase or something where you heard it and it was like, is that something people say often? Um, I, I feel like for f- like the South and California, it's switched. So what do you mean? Well, I think most of the slang used in California, yeah. if that's what you're referring to. Yeah. Sorry. I should have said slang. I went brain yeah, dead for a second. Yeah. I wanted to yeah, the slang. <laughs> it's pretty similar. Like, to to orlando like they use a lot of the same slang but i feel like a lot of stuff people describe in the south is actually more like shocking to people in california or not shocking but just like i don't know like you say y'all a lot and uh i say y'all all all the time (laughs) yeah see i i feel like when i first started like when i first came to california and i would say like y'all people would be like hold on where are you from are you from like where are you from? Did it take you a while to fit into California life? No, not at all. 
I feel like I was no, made I... for California. Yeah, I, I never really felt at home in Florida. I always wanted to leave, always. Really? So, like, yeah, the moment I had, like, the chance and, like, the money to leave, I left. So yeah. I didn't I didn't stick around for longer than I had to. That's fair. If, if I, I had the, same the ability, I would have moved to California a lot sooner. I think you I was, moved like, to California with the... Did you know anyone California. when you moved out there? Um, yeah, I had some friends that had moved out here from Orlando. Okay, so it made it a little easier. Um, yeah, they were in Orange County though, which is like an hour south. So okay. I we like I was down there for the first like six months, and then like that commute to LA can sometimes be like you know two hours each way depending on traffic. So that didn't uh, that didn't last for too long, but yeah, yeah, I didn't. I, California feels like home to me. When I go back to Florida, it, that's what feels weird. Strange. But I'm, I'm strange. sure like family, <laughs> like family members have been like, oh, you sound like you're from California now or something like that. I, I don't know what that means because I don't, I don't think people in California have an accent. And I don't think people I don't in think... Florida have an accent either. So I don't I mean, yeah. really know what that means. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm carrying a, a heavy Midwest accent sometimes out here in Seattle where there's really no like accent on here. It's just a, a melting pot of just different people from everywhere but um yeah. my, heavy o, my heavy my heavy sure. o's will stand out sometimes i'll just be like oh, okay. this, this yeah. fucks from Can- from canada or something but yeah, um yeah. but I, it sounds like you're comfortable in california you're 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 putting out shit regularly you're, you're expanding everything uh in terms of your genre what you're making like what i'm stoked to hear some new music you know you're working probably working on a bunch of tracks right now but you're working yeah. up something maybe and you know any spoilers would be great for sure yeah i've got um I've got three projects I'm working on right now that I'm not, I'm not sure exactly when I'll be releasing them. I'm trying to get all everything together first before I like send it off to like the team and um, get release dates set. But, you know, kind of like one of the things that I've decided to help keep myself from skewing too much in the new, like, in all the million different directions I want to go, whether that be like hip hop or R&B or like, you know, just singer songwriter stuff, like is kind of releasing an EP kind of like I did with um, Reset of like five, six songs that all are of a similar style, like and kind of lumping them together into like eras. So I'm right now, that's what I'm working on for my stuff is I have like, one set that's going to be mostly like chill deep house type stuff. And then like another set that's going to be a little more skewed towards like uh hip hop R and B like features, like at least the vocals will have more of a hip hop R and B feel, but I'm going to try to keep the production a little more, you know, not as trappy. So um, that's kind of what I'm, what I'm working on right now. I'm not sure which project will get, released first it'll probably be whichever one gets finished first so hell yeah well i'm stoked i mean like i said i i um been listening to your music a little bit now and it's just been you know i i wish i would have heard it sooner so you know i'm I'm happy you got more stuff coming out um shit you live an interesting life man it sounds awesome (laughs) (laughs) i but uh i guess perspective man i i feel like my life's pretty boring i i spend all my day in this room like listening to kick drums and snare sounds. Dude, I feel like that's just part of like <laughs> just being an artist, you know, being creative. Like you kind of got to trap yourself sometimes. I mean, I kind of, yeah. you know, as much as I love having a life outside of doing, 
you know, something creative like this. And even though it encompasses so much time, like at the end of my day and like working into midnight, one in the morning, trying to put shit together. Like, I feel like just being a creative, you almost appreciate that. Some people would call you absolutely mad for doing something like that, but I feel it comes with the territory a little bit, like perspective wise, like you said, I think your life sounds cool as shit. Like I would be totally down with that. And then taking a year off and doing some touring around. Yeah. Me five years ago, you know, I think it's always like, you always want more. That's just the human nature. Yeah. Yeah. Just like you always want more. You always like, but I, I do look back on like the goals I set, you know, years ago and I'm like, Oh shit. Okay. Wow. Like I'm actually doing that now. And like, I'm grateful for it and I'm appreciative of like where I'm at, but I feel like it's so easy to like lose perspective when you're in a day to day. And yeah, I'm, I'm like an introvert by nature. So sitting alone in a room making music was like, I was made to do that pretty much. Small little chunk of heaven. (laughs) Exactly. So I love it, man. And and it's a little challenging sometimes when it's like, I made like my hobby, like what I did for fun ended up being my career. And that's awesome. That's what like most people want. But at the same time, it does, it does like wear on you a bit. Like, yeah, just like any other one's close to you too. For sure. And like pressure of like, um, getting things done. And it's like, I have, I have a team now and like there's more accountability um and yep so there's a like i feel more pressure to like put stuff out mm-hmm. and then i also feel pressure to put stuff out that's like freaking amazing so that that can be like daunting but no it is a dream yep. at the end of the day i absolutely love what i do it's amazing so i oh, appreciate yeah. the perspective reminder that you gave me there <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome that's what i'm here for yeah, yeah. uh but I'll be listening. I'll be promoting as soon as you got new stuff. I'm gonna I'm gonna blast it. Um, but Chris, thank you so much for coming on. It's been a pleasure getting to meet you, getting to you know learn about your life and music a little bit more. Everyone, I would say check out Native. I listen on Spotify. He's gonna be on um, a Spotify playlist. I think just just in appreciation for this episode, I usually drop in a, a playlist every two weeks. I think I'm gonna drop the playlist with your music on it next week after the episode comes out. I guess. When people are hearing this, it's going to be next week. It's going to be Tuesday. So uh, today, uh, tomorrow, I'm going to drop the playlist that Chris is, that we got Chris's music on so everyone can listen to Native through Audio Bistro. Of course, check his pages out, Instagram, Twitter, um, SoundCloud, I'm um, sure. Um, and then if you're in Starbucks, listen for listen for Native. But Chris, thank <laughs> you so much for coming on. I really appreciate all your time, man. Yeah, man. Thanks for having me.